Welcome to Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. We are talking all about uh, soybeans, and specifically, we're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the indicators and some of the uh, uh, some of the technical formations we're starting to see. So, Mike, big week this week so far. We're starting to see some things set up that don't look so good for the soybeans. Let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we start off the week with a gap higher and actually close that day lower. So a uh, key reversal type of look on the day for Monday and just seen some follow through selling since. We're now on Wednesday and you saw the market close about nine cents lower here today. Uh, so it doesn't look entirely bullish, uh, at least in the short term. And we look at this and you're at this point where we've seen these minor corrections uh, multiple times in the past before return to new highs. So we're looking at this thing and thinking, well, is this really the top in play or is it just another correction on the way to higher movement? Because no doubt we're still under economic value for what the USDA is suggesting for ending stocks number for beans at this point. Right. Well, but the, I mean, from a fundamental standpoint, we're not feeding the bull right now. We may know that we've got very good uh, tight ending stocks at this point um, at 190 with uh, with the expectation that we'll probably get closer to 150 uh, pretty soon. But we haven't seen a sale uh, reported uh, to China for uh, for what, uh, four weeks now, three or four weeks now. Uh, the numbers for the last three weeks on the weekly uh, export sales uh, reports have been uh, consecutive uh, marketing year lows. So from a fundamental standpoint, there's nothing that really says, hey, we need to see higher bean prices right now, especially when you're talking specifically about those exports and that export demand, because if we're going to turn that export uh, spigot off, we've got some, uh, we've all we've got to go on is that ending stocks number, but that's even that uh, could start to go up a little bit as we move forward into uh, into 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on top of that, just because uh, we see a sizable correction that's being market does not mean we say that the official all-time high is in play. Right. With the two two and a half dollar move we've seen on the bean market. Seeing a dollar, dollar twenty, dollar fifty, whatever it may be, setback still doesn't really disrupt the full uptrend that's in play. Right. You've got cushion. Uh, I mean, uh, even if you just go and you start looking at retracement levels, you've you, you're not in any danger of even taking out the first uh, first retracement level until you get to about eleven fourteen, eleven fifteen, somewhere in there. So you've you've got a sizable move. Uh, before you start to feel any any real heat from that. Um, so what we're looking at right now is the setup for a potential head and shoulders top, right? That's what's uh, uh, that's what's in the uh, in the cards for right now after what we've seen uh, the last couple of days. Yeah, it's something that you can look at this chart and you can start to see a left shoulder ahead potentially in the mix. That being said, like we talked about earlier, that doesn't mean that this moves over or even that this will actually develop itself. But with that first shoulder, what you'd like to see is a larger volume move. And we did, in fact, see that when this potential uh, shoulder came into play, you saw a volume spike with that mix. Then we saw a correctionary move, which we've seen and should see in an uptrending market. 
uh, before breaking into new highs, which then posted the head on not as great a volume as that left shoulder. So seeing those two movements, especially with a potential key reversal look uh, Monday during Monday's trade, it looks decent to say, at least from a textbook standpoint, that we're seeing some kind of head and shoulders top coming in the mix. You, at this point, would have an ascending neckline if today's low was, in fact, the neckline being formed, which, if you're looking at it uh, from Bolkowski, who does a lot of uh, studies about formations and the likelihood of them developing, shows that the ascending neckline on a head and shoulders top is actually a lot more likely to confirm than a descending neckline. Mm-hmm. So okay. from a statistical standpoint, you're sitting pretty well at this point. So uh, you mentioned something here, and I, I, let's uh, let's go into this a little bit uh, further. But you mentioned uh, on the left shoulder um, wanting to see uh, greater volume. Uh, why why would that be? What's uh, what's so important about seeing greater volume on the left shoulder than say the right shoulder? Yeah, so that left shoulder, it's going to be during, if you're looking at Elliott Wave standpoint, the third wave, or really just to uh, keep it simple, that's your most euphoric part of the move. That's when everyone sees the uptrend, everyone's on board, everyone's ready to get in here, and you see that volume spike that runs us to new highs, and everyone is so euphoric and so on board to go with it. And then you see that correction afterwards. That correction Mm -hmm. is what keeps the head from having less volume than that left shoulder, because you took some of the air out of the balloon. You have people seeing, all right, the uptrend's still in place, but I don't know if I want to be the last one in this party. Okay. Now, what we saw a a few weeks ago is we saw open interest uh, starting to uh, decline in soybeans. That, well, that seems like it stopped. Now we're, we've, we've steadily uh, built some, uh, some uh, open interest and some more players back into the, uh, to the soybeans uh, here over the last uh, week or two. Um, is that something that as we uh, as we go forward, are we going to use that as an indicator of how bullish or how bearish uh, this market is, is going to be if the players are coming out of the market or going back into the market? Or is there something else that we should be watching that uh, that's a better indicator for how bullish uh, or, or bearish a market is? Yeah, so as of right now, we're looking at this thing and we're trying to decipher what the open interest means. And what gets lost in translation a lot is when we look at this managed money position, it's not just one position. It's not one hedge firm that is just buying in or selling out of this market. It's actually a bunch of different managed money positions that together make a net position. So you have people that are long and then you have people that are short. And what you can look at is called a bullish sentiment index. And that's going to be what percentage of managed money is long compared to the full managed money position. That's going to be how many contracts are outstanding on the long side, as well as how many contracts are outstanding on the short side together. And by those metrics, we actually saw a couple times over the last several, uh, month and a half of funds 99% bullish. While at this point, that sounds like there's no way we can stop this because everyone's... You mean that uh, the the managed money held of uh, the managed money positions, ninety nine percent of them were on the long side. That's yep. what that means. Okay. Is what it means. It means you Holy have so cow. many people on one side of the boat, and it's so leveraged on one side. The question now becomes, who else is there to buy? Who yeah. else is going to step in now? Since ninety nine percent is bullish at this point, who's next to step in? 
And that's another reason you see the lower volume going to the head formation. Now, we just got a, com a commitment of traders report this past Monday because of uh, Thanksgiving uh, last week. Um, where do where do we stand on it right now? We stand at 96% bullish, and that has changed from a 99% bullish two weeks ago. Last week is at 98, this week it's 96. So you are seeing the short side of the equation start to add to their position, and this long side starts to think, I don't know if I want to be holding it at this point, especially with the end of the year coming up and needing to close up some of our books so that way we get paid. Mm -hmm. Now, can we? I, I want to keep this specifically in the beans, but can we make a comparison to, uh, say, where the where the corn was at uh, on on this uh, this rally? Because they both rallies started about the same uh, the same time. Obviously, the the beans had the greater percentage, but um, can we make any comparison to uh, to where the corn stood on its bullish sentiment? Yeah, as of this last week, you had corn bullish sentiment uh, sitting at. I want to say about a 86% bullish um, on the peak of it. It was actually sitting. Um, it was sitting at 90% bullish is where we have peaked out this, this corn market. It's 90% uh, of the fund position was in a bullish position and it has much like beans been steadily decreasing, decreasing in uh, bullish percent. Okay. Now we do. Let's talk uh, more about this uh, this head and shoulders uh, or potential head and shoulders. Um, you talk about uh, where you form uh, the left shoulder, uh, the the head. How long do you think it would take? Is there a time frame that you could have, or is there a target you would have for um, putting in the right shoulder? Yeah, so as if you listen to the podcast I did with Ken Shalene, markets typically like to have some kind of symmetry to them. And for us to get to the peak of the left shoulder to the neckline, potential neckline, uh, you had about a three-day period. So what we could be looking at knowing today was Wednesday, and if it was in fact the neckline here today, potentially we get to the next right shoulder peak either Friday or Monday. Hmm. Okay, so we're looking if that if we were going to put in a a right shoulder into this market, we should be looking for uh, beans to bounce back up to where about uh, 11, uh, 11, 60, 1170? Most, somewhere in that 1165 to 1175 range is probably okay. could be where a nice looking head and shoulders would form. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, but that would suggest where a symmetrical looking head and shoulders would be placed. And then how do you know that you've confirmed the uh, the head and shoulders top? Is there a, is there a, the do you have to go back down then through the neckline? Is that how it works? So there's a couple ways to confirm it. You either have to break and close below the neckline and two consecutive closes below. So that first break and close below and then another one or a break and close below a retest of the neckline and a failure against that neckline is mm -hmm. two ways you can confirm that head and shoulders top. Okay. I see. All right. Well, what, uh, as we look at this and, and, you know, speculatively, if you were to be looking at the left shoulder put in, you put in the right shoulder or you put in the head, you put in the right shoulder. Um, and let's say it kind of forms the way that you think it's going to go. You put in the neckline today you put in the the right shoulder on same Friday or Monday. 
um, where do you where do you draw that uh, or uh, project that to go to if it's uh, if it's if it really does confirm? Yeah. So as of right now, the projection would suggest a move just below uh, 1080. And more than likely, if we go down to 1080, you're going to have trade looking at the 38% retracement of the entire up move we've seen. Uh, just looking at it being a sizable correction. So somewhere around that higher 1060s to high 1070s is most likely where it would suggest down to. Now, are you when you just to get off topic uh, just slightly, you talk about the retracement level and and. Are we drawing the uh, retracement level for the move from August to just recently, or are we drawing it from the lows that were put in back in, say, uh, what was it, April or May? Yeah, we're going from absolute low to absolute high at this point. Okay. All right. I got you. Okay. So as we look look at that, I mean, you got to think, okay, you're down near uh, 1080, as as fulfilling the uh, uh, the projection on that uh, that head and shoulders uh, 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 formation, and possibly going down and testing thirty eight percent retracement, are you are you bearish beans at that point? Is that where it needs to be to to, to turn bearish, or are you just just now breaking some of these uh, uh, some of these trend lines? At this point, it looks more so like a healthy correction than a point you should be looking at and being bearish. Like we talked about earlier, you have managed money so bullish at this point. To see them liquidate positions and being able to reset, it gives trade a better opportunity to have those buyers back in the market. They just exited. They took their profit. They're looking for a better better level. And guess what? We're able to reset and find those new buyers uh, come back into the mix. Maybe it's getting down the road seeing if China is continuing to fulfill phase one and seeing if we can go, move on from that. Okay. Now uh, you bring up a, a good point. Let's, uh, let's move a little bit into the fundamentals here and, and let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the fundamentals with uh, soybeans. Um, right now we do have a, uh, the Brazilians have a slight uh, edge on uh, shipping of, uh, of beans in the short term. Uh, but that gets better for them as they uh, as they move uh, into uh, later December and into uh, January and February. Um, where do we stand on uh, on the uh, the trade deal? Are we going to uh, see the the new president come in here and lift all these tariffs and go back to the way things were three years ago? At this point, we heard out of uh, president-elect that. He's not going to come in here and tear everything up. He's going to keep tariffs in place. He's going to want to have China fulfill phase one and use it as leverage. Uh, so as of right now, based on early reports, we should not expect to see this thing just be thrown out the window and complete re- complete hard reset on the whole deal. Um, that being said, a lot can change between now and January. So Very as, good. Of, as of right now, we can assume that phase one is still fully intact. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, anything uh, uh, else that we uh, we need to uh, to talk about specifically to the to the soybeans here uh, uh, that you're that you're you want to ever have have everybody keep in mind? 
I'd like people to keep in mind just watching potential for that right shoulder as well as watching the commitment to trades report and knowing the two sides of the story. Um, another way you guys can keep in front of it and get a good grasp about the fundamentals and technicals is taking a peek at this new uh, snapshot feature we have. It's going to be the weekly snapshot. Uh, it's still included with the great price of $9.99. Uh, for not only the weekly snapshot, but also the USDA snapshot that we will be releasing next week. Uh, but this new product that we have in store, you have weekly look at what's going on. Where are we at with numbers? Are we still accepting of what the USDA has given us for numbers? Or should they we, uh, be adjusting them for ending stocks? Uh, what South America's weather looking like? And all the great information that Rich and Steve both put together. So definitely something to take a peek at here going forward. But if that's uh, if you have anything else to say, Greg. No, that's great. Uh, the snapshot uh, uh, is uh, is a great product. I I, I love it. Uh, it's one of the best things that uh, I think we've done uh, in a while. And not to take anything away from uh, the daily stuff that you're doing, Mike. But uh, as far as a a new product, it is a fantastic new product that uh, gives you great uh, great information and getting you ready for all those. Uh, USDA reports and then adding the weekly meeting is is fantastic as well. So, 100% data is invaluable. So, if you guys have any questions on that or anything else we discuss on this podcast, please give us a call 800 262 7538. But for this week for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride. You guys have a great one. <laughs>